This week on Movie Time Machine Monster Closet Edition, dream-haunting Freddy Krueger returns once again to prowl the nightmares of Springwood's last surviving teenager, and of a woman whose personal connection to Krueger may mean his doom. This is Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Welcome to the Movie Time Machine Monster Closet, your retro horror movie review podcast where we take nightmares from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, released in the year 1991. Directed by Rachel Talalay and written by Michael DeLuca. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and I want to introduce you to my Monster Closet co-host today, a man who wants to be on the island, Mr. Scaredy Pants himself, Jamie. What's up? Hey, Chad. I want to be on an island so I can hide from this awful movie. <laughs> yes. Where it can yes. never find me. Yes. Well, like always, uh, in the Monster Closet, let's, let's dive right in, right? We yes. You know, both of us have been well, so... Uh, what we're going to do is Monster Closet. We're just going to go through the box office quick. We're going to do some ratings and reviews, and then we will open it up to general movie discussion because Jamie wants to gush about how much he loves this movie. So False. let's start off. False. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with the box office. Is that a budget of, it said, from anywhere between nine to eleven million, so they had bad accountants. Um, and the box office raked in thirty-four point nine million and released on September thirteenth, nineteen ninety-one. And this is a quick note that this was the uh, this had the biggest opening weekend of any of the nightmare films up to this moment. I think Freddy versus Jason eclipsed this one for opening weekend, but wasn't the best. Um, overall film as far as box office goes. Rotten Tomatoes has a 20% critic and a 30% audience score. IMDb has a 4.9 out of 10. And Metacritic has a 39%. So, Jamie, this is the fifth movie in the Freddy franchise, right? Ready? One, two, three, Sixth. four. Sixth, sorry, yep, that we've covered. Yep. Um, so, yeah. This is we. This is a diversion now because the three previous ones have all kind of existed like with the same characters, right? So we had three, four, and five. All kind of were were pretty much like more of a sequel. I would say like we had some of the the same characters through um, all of those outside of you know Mister Freddy himself. Then we have this one, and what the hell is this movie? because <laughs> wait i just i just want to let everyone this is how it starts out right this is it's so odd i have to pull this up and read it because it's we get like the opening graphic right and uh oh first two with some weird quotes right opening quotes from like nietzsche about dreams and then it busts in i thought this was like because i think in the last podcast i was telling you how i was like starting to get grow old and tired of Freddy's use of the word bitch. Yep. And this one, we get a quote. It says, uh, welcome to primetime bitch, Freddy Krueger. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> there we go. This one's off to a bad start already. And then we get the, you know, it's like a, a kind of like a black and white map of the U.S. outline map. That's Springwood, Ohio, 10 years from now. So 
2001. This is supposed to be because this came out in 1991, I'm guessing. So mysterious killings and suicides wipe out entire population of children and teenagers. Remaining adults are experiencing mass psychosis. There is new evidence of one surviving teenager. (laughs) 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 So it kind of starts out like it's some kind of post-apocalyptic film. So wait, just wanted to get that out of the way. Jamie, tell me how you feel about this movie. Dude, I could not have hated this movie more. I think that what you described is like leading with a Nietzsche quote and then immediately quoting Freddy right after that with one of his bitch lines. That's like that's like McDonald's offering up a recipe for like a vegan side salad to have with your like Big Mac. I'm like you guys are just not equipped to handle this kind of actual meditation on dreams anymore. So, but I I like how you mentioned the opening because to me, like reading that immediately, they painted themselves into a corner because they've, um, first of all, just disregarded what, you know, Freddie's ending from the previous film. And I think you're right up to this point, you can kind of view them in this, chronological order or even if the timeline doesn't quite add up with the previous film there's something to kind of tie it together because he we talked about last time like he was pretty much vanquished at the end of dream child and this movie starts with basically like nope he he just he came back because he did you know i we hear nothing about alice and all of a sudden all the teenagers are dead so it almost creates like a like a twilight zone kind of feeling like it's super meta you know what i mean did you get any of that from the opening or the movie at all you know it just feels like these this movie is like all the scrap that they picked up off the floor from like the writing room (laughs) like all the bad ideas they brushed off the table and then they pieced them together for one more (laughs) yes that's i mean that's uh not to answer your question but um yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, it's very jarring. And again, too, it's like the last teenager, right? But aren't there like actually a total of four teenagers? Well, or so in the opening, just... he's he's the last teenager in Springwood. In Spring, okay, that's all right. Yeah, that's right. why Freddie is like throwing him out of Springwood in the dream to get him into the next town so that he can, because apparently his like he he would have never left town otherwise like i don't get it you know like <laughs> like there's a there's a like um god what's the word there's there's like voting lines for freddy's killing territory like this doesn't make sense you know like freddy's basically gerrymandering john doe so he can get into a different town and start killing more kids yeah and isn't it funny too how like when he throws them through like that portal the the whole like through like the dream world or whatever when he throws mm-hmm. him through is like shaped like <laughs> like a cutout of his body yeah 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 very well, like and, cartoonish slapstickish and i'm glad you said that because i i just i needed to first of all for any fans of this movie like this this podcast episode right now is far more discussion than this film deserves at all. So you're welcome. By the way, I just want to throw that out there. Like 
If we could have not done an episode and not talked about it, that would have been great. <laughs> right? It could but, have been the our shortest episode ever. Exactly. All right, Bradley's dead. Here's the box office. Here are the reviews. What'd you think about it? This movie sucks. Yep, I feel the same. Thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but as we are amateur professionals, Chad, we're doing yes. our due diligence with finishing this franchise. But that's right. So in that spirit, I did um, watch a little bit of that uh, documentary about the franchise. It's called Never Sleep Again. Um, and there there was an interview. Well, they interview, you know, everyone from the franchise. But Robert Englund did talk about how when they were making this movie, they did want to lean into it. And uh, he references Bugs Bunny, you know, when he kills John Doe and he pulls out that that bed of nails, you know, or like he wheels it into the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think you're right on because he specifically says like, yeah, we I was going for Bugs Bunny. In some of these scenes, I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself because you just you said that then I wanted to jump to the power glove scene. <laughs> you know, like, well, like, that's the, that's the next thing I have written down. So <laughs> it might make sense to just talk about the references, because like I said, this yeah. is a movie that goes kind of meta, but then they are also trying to tell the story. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too, and it's not working. And if you want to see a movie do this well, like go watch Scream or even the next movie, like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That's how you do this well. I think they just, they they leaned into the humor, but then at the very end, they decided like, oh wait, we actually do want to throw in some scary movie stuff. We do want to make this a horror movie. And for me, I'm like, you already shit the bed here. Like you can't, wash those sheets and take the stain out like you made your bed <laughs> lay in your goofy freddy comedy i'm sorry yes let's talk about the power glove <laughs> all right so this is so this is our our friend spencer here who gets trapped into well it starts out like he's well he's watching tv and he's stoned out of his mind right yeah and and to give you more context too is that this this kid starts out in the beginning of the movie where they find a fucking pipe bomb <laughs> in his room because <laughs> they're, they're staying at like a shelter and they find a pop. There's also oh, a pipe bomb. I'm going to go put this in the basement with the other stuff. <laughs> we'll just let him be because <laughs> it's a fucking pipe bomb. But um, yeah, he gets he gets pulled into TV. It starts with some kind of like in the Gata de Vida, like psychedelic shit. Then we're like in a video game where freddie is playing the game that is just kind of awful like just hard to watch it's so cringy like he's like oh great graphics just every line is just it's like it's like if you're like want to be cool dad is like tells you that hey i'm gonna write this really cool movie (laughs) and it's just like the lines that's just what it sounds like really cool or not really cool dad dad who thinks he's really cool coming up with movie lines there's like bad dad jokes i mean yeah anyway so spencer's in the in the game right freddy's using a what looks to be a like atari 2600 joystick right they yep. they break in to this room and they pull out <laughs> they don't attack freddy they pull out the cables of the controller out of the video game system which freddy is playing spencer right and attacking yep. him. But then they like they leave the room and then Freddy locks him out and he's like, You forgot about the power glove. 
mean, it's just <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, it is. It's like they're trying to go meta with it, but it just lands like flat on its face. I I love how you said it was. It, it's like a bad dad joke because that was exactly what I thought. Because that's the kind of thinking where oh, I understand teenagers like this troubled kid is building a pipe bomb, but also he's super into drugs. And it's like, if you knew anything, actually, the kid who's getting stoned out of his mind is not the kid building pipe bombs. No. <laughs> At least not in my experience. <laughs> no. no way. Right. Yeah, like, in that in that same scene, too, I have this written down. It's like, um, Freddy also says, now you're playing with power, which was like the old NES uh, marketing tagline. It was all in the old like Nintendo commercials back in the day. So wait, he actually says that? Yes. Okay. Because and this came up in the documentary too. Um, the director Rachel Talele was talking about the Power Glove, and they they wanted um Nintendo to sign off on it so they could use it, and Nintendo was like, no way. Like, <laughs> I they probably felt the stink of this movie coming from them. this is why we love nintendo right You're because right. they make good choices You're right. they're like no hard pass yeah <laughs> but i mean to be fair in a way um nintendo probably should have said hard pass on the nintendo glove as well um, did you have a chance to ever experience the nintendo power glove i didn't and i'm glad you brought it up because i i was hoping to ask you about it so school me on it Boy, I don't. Well, first of all, I don't know how I ended up with one. I imagine they're probably pretty expensive. So I'm guessing that I probably got it towards the end of its like life cycle, you know, where it was probably on clearance at like Kmart. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember getting it. And, you know, like it, back in the day, like the advertisements for it, it always showed you playing like punch out with it. I was like, oh, yeah, like so cool. I can play punch out with my power glove, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like kind of antiquated today when after we went through like the Nintendo Wii generation and we got actually got some sort of that kind of almost one to one action and with VR today. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, you get the box. It had like this. It had like three nodes that you had to connect together and like two were kind of like and it would just rest on top of your TV. So back in the day, your CRT TV and you adjust the fit on top of that. And the heck, another thing that kind of went down the side of the TV and you had to put in a code for each game. Not all games had a code and each game like used the glove very differently. So it was just like you'd make a motion just with your hand that was not tied to really any kind of one to one motion in the game. So Okay. Experience was, yeah, it was God awful. <laughs> it never worked. You could never, like, it had, like, codes for, like, Nintendo's, like, top tier games, but anything outside of that, there was nothing out there. Um, it had, like, I think I remember it had, like, a D-pad on it, so you can use it to, like, go through, like, the select screen and everything, but it just okay. had, like, a mass of, like, you know, numbers and, I think, letters on it for um, putting in codes and shit, but, yeah, it was... It was awful, man. I mean, it looked cool as hell, but um, yeah. So I remember like I maybe had it for a couple of days and I just boxed it up and returned it. Oh, man, they're going for like 58 to 90 bucks on eBay right now. <laughs> it's just looking through some of them. So given um, inflation, it's probably devalued, I'm guessing. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, the way you laid it out, I could see how that would be a strong marketing campaign to get people excited because I, I was thinking like, man, what game would you use that for? And then he said punch out. And I was like, oh, of course, that makes so much sense. So it. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they were thinking at the time if there's no actual sensor because it's. I mean, kind of the precursor to the Wii. Yeah. Maybe and it's it, what they wanted from it, but yeah, because I'm guessing I'm just looking at an image here. So I think it had like some infrared sensors on like both sides of the top of of your hand, and it was yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty archaic, man. And so right here, it, it, its introductory price it came out at seventy five at seventy five dollars, so it's equivalent to one hundred fifty five dollars in twenty nineteen. Okay, it was discontinued in nineteen ninety. So I got it probably that year or the year after so i probably did find it on clearance so then i returned it and this movie came out in 91 so that was an old joke when the movie came out (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) bad play that's probably why nintendo wrote it off it's just like no man they already knew that the glove was dead and we don't want to associate it with a bad slasher flick right (laughs) <laughs> like we're taking one loss here we're not going to take two yeah a, a slasher movie about a pedophile yeah we're not gonna, we're not gonna market a, a video game accessory that's that's uh marketed to towards children so yeah good call nintendo oh well okay so you brought up the glove let's keep in the theme of like so being meta you know the risk here is is making jokes to current technology and that will do i i think one thing which is it's really funny in the moment probably for most but then your movie is permanently etched into that time for better and for worse so i'm thinking now of the 3d glasses and um god what's the character's name our main character this is how little i cared i don't even remember her name. oh yeah the the one that's oh, like the psychiatrist or yeah yeah Maggie. So what what was up with the 3D glasses, Chad? Help me understand. I don't know. It had some I don't know. Because she puts them on right. Then she goes into the dream world and then they mm-hmm. disappear. Then after like Freddy's dead, she comes back and then they reappear on her face, right? And then she takes them yep. off. My only I think the only reason why that's in there is a cue. To the people at the movie theater, it's now's the time to put on your 3D glasses because <laughs> the last it's like the last 10 minutes of the movie is in 3D. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing I think it's there for. Do you have any <sighs> thoughts on that? I no, I, I think you're right. I just that big sigh was the disappointment in realizing that you're right. Because, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't nothing comes of it it's just she puts puts them on and i don't know right and that's you know again with the meta thing that might be kind of cool to engage the audience in the theater at the time but then when you watch back it doesn't serve the plot because now i have to think about this like how does does freddy exist in three dimensions if so do are they not in 3d in the movie i'm watching right now like what does this even mean you know it's and it hurts my head because it's so stupid. It doesn't even deserve further <laughs> thinking. <laughs> so. 
everything in this pod deserves zero discussion. Zero discussion. Even though as we continue to talk about it now for at least 20 minutes. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it, I don't know. It's so bad. Yeah, well, and this is... And this is such a bummer because I, I feel like, and I don't know if you've experienced this too, but being a horror fan, you you really have to take the good with the bad. Like there's a lot of bad horror movies yeah. and I've seen a ton in my time. But for some reason, you know, some of them, they they have their charms and I still get a lot of enjoyment out of watching them, even though I know they're bad. And right. for whatever reason, that just, that charm or that fun you know ingredient just wasn't in this movie for me yeah when you say that it makes me think of movies like dead alive yes you know like not i mean well i don't know maybe that maybe that movie's better than i'm giving it credit for but that just was the first thing that comes to my mind anything like that where there's some sort of charm to it like you said that you know that keeps you in the film you know maybe it's not mm-hmm. the greatest thing or but it's just Something that's fun, fun to watch. And this is none of the above. Right. And talking about like meta and being like, you know, trapped and etched in the time and era. Did you notice the cameos of Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold? Or do you know who they are? Oh, did I? <laughs> did I ever? I think so. Like when I was a kid, I, I like caught the tail end of their um, fame, but I they were like huge. Right. Because I mean, the show Roseanne was very well watched yes that was huge and uh it seemed like they they were in like the cultural zeitgeist forever and this is maybe just kind of how you view time like when you're younger but it seemed like it was forever that they were and i think they were only married for a couple years so um i don't know maybe they maybe they were like together before then but it just seems like they kind of were capturing like American TV, like pop culture so much back in that time. But yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> just like, especially Tom Arnold now, like if you didn't, if you weren't around back then, you'd be like, who the fuck is Tom Arnold? Like what? He's like some has been comedian. Like then Roseanne Barr is some fucking crazy Q on it. Q and on like conspiracy, like theorists, you know, racist. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's what's so hard to explain to, like the Twitter generation is the world that existed before then. And just how, yeah, how iconic she was in her comedy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm looking at Tom Arnold's history. Cause she had a big show where she was successful. And I'm like, how was Tom Arnold famous? Was he a stand up comedian or was he, I, I mean, he I guess was he did stand up. Maybe. Yeah. He oh, he was on afterwards? Roseanne. Okay. But yes, I did notice that. And um, keeping with cameos, we got uh, Glenn. Glenn came back. Glenn. Mr. Uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, in a little TV spot, that's that was the beginning of the Spencer video game debacle, right? He's on TV, mm-hmm. and he's like, he does the classic, uh, this is your brain, and this is your brain on drugs egg. Yeah. If you remember that PSA too from back in the day, but oh, I was just gonna say I would have been a little too young for that, but I I remember the Dare campaign. Yep, and then just wasted Yafet Koto, who we've talked about before on our Alien podcast. 
I think he's a great actor and he's like he was the one guy I'm like what are you doing in this movie man yeah right just weird out of place Evan I mean (laughs) not really I don't know I guess he's he's the you know the m-depth like dream he's like the dream therapist right he does dream therapy and whatever they just needed him to bring in the ancient whatever creatures with demons that i guess had been possessing freddy krueger this entire time (laughs) when they escape his body at the end but they never wanted to escape his body before maybe you saw him this time because he had the 3d glasses on oh there we go (laughs) (laughs) don't give him credit they didn't think about that no that's too much Okay, some of the the Freddy memory stuff, mm-hmm. like when he was before he was burnt and dead, Freddy was was kind of weird, and they played it as so we find out was it Maggie or whatever the one we were just yep. talking about that was wearing the three D glasses, so she's actually the daughter of Freddy Krueger. Yep, not to be confused with the dream child, which is the child of the dead demon Freddy Krueger. This is the child of the alive pedophile Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and you're like, you were supposed to kind of maybe feel sorry for him because they took his child away or the woman like left with us. She watched. Yeah, because she watched Freddy kill her mom. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just read this wrong, but then you're like, oh, he did this because then they took his child away. Like, yeah. He's a fucking pedophile. But for right. some reason, nobody nailed him for killing his fucking wife. I know, right? This I entire know. time. And then he was able to live on for I don't know how many years uh, murdering children. <laughs> until, <laughs> I don't know, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. You want to know what I had written down for that? You'll appreciate this. Yeah. I And I think we've talked about this, just you and me privately. But I wrote down, it's the Emperor Palpatine problem of procreation. So quick spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the what's the third movie called in the latest. Oh, my God. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Yeah, I only saw it once, which tells you how much I think about it. But so in that movie, we get the big reveal. So the whole franchise is who is Ray, this mysterious child with the force? Who could she be? Who could she be? The big reveal is that Emperor Palpatine is her grandfather. And. Immediately, I called bullshit because to me, that would suggest that someone would have to procreate with Emperor Palpatine. And in my mind, I said, willingly procreate. But then I said, wait a second. There, unfortunately, in this world are chances where there's unwilling procreation. And then I was like, fuck this movie for even making me think about that. Because, (laughs) (laughs) because other, yeah, because someone would have to willingly procreate with Emperor Palpatine. Or Freddy Krueger, which A, I don't believe, or unwillingly procreate with them, which B, fuck you for making me think about that. So, right. The- <laughs> right. Again, just makes you believe that this is like table scraps from the writing desk. And just to uh, back to the Star Wars thing quick, because I'm really going to drive you more mad than you are already <laughs> about this. Let's go. Because this wasn't explained in the movie, I don't think, but... Palpatine didn't procreate. It was a clone of Palpatine. <laughs> a uh, clone of Palpatine that procreated. 
that had the daughter Ray. <laughs> you know what? That is still even I don't agree with it, but that is conceivable within the Star Wars universe and yeah. even more well thought out than Freddy's stupid backstory. True. You're right. I'll give you that. You're right. Oh, Jamie, can I tell you what the best part of this movie is? I can't wait. <laughs> I need some good news. It's when the credits started rolling. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and not to not the like they may come off versus like, you know, like a very like cynical comment or bad comment on this film, but the end credits are the best part of the movie because you go through it's just like scenes and clips of all the best parts of the movies before it. And that was actually a lot of fun to like sit there. And I actually watched all the credits. So that was, I really like that. You're, you're a hundred percent right. I couldn't agree with you more. Cause I had the exact same feeling. Uh, Cause it, that was the only part that actually felt like a capper to the whole series and where they paid it like any sort of respect, you yeah. know? So I agree with you. It was like in that Iggy pop song and all of the montages of, movies i would have rather been watching than freddy's dead <laughs> well when we talk about carlos quick yes and so that's some kind of funny comical parts about about carlos and uh well first of all it's like when we kind of meet it's like meet carlos and who's the karate like don't touch me girl do you remember her name her name is tracy Oh, Tracy is just always out for a fight, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) my God, she's like the most annoying character, I think, in the movie. But Carlos, yeah, we we meet him, right? And like, he's like bitching and him and that girl are getting into a fight and he takes out his hearing aid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You have that scene and then everything goes quiet in the film and like she's like blabbing her mouth, but we can't hear her until he puts it back in. Then later, when uh, Freddy is killing Carlos, Freddy cuts his ear off and we get the kind of the same thing again. Right. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, again, make, making you think of questions that you really shouldn't have to think of because it seems so fucking stupid that you have to ask yourself this question. I'm like, <laughs> so is he like completely deaf in his other ear? Because he doesn't have a hearing aid in that ear. Oh my right. God, you're so and, right. And two, it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it just sent me those stories. Like, well, could he not afford like a hearing aid for this other ear? Why would it just be the one ear? I just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, you're so right. They thought more about the kill scene with the hearing aid, and they were like, yeah, let's just get this in here. And they didn't even think about like what an actual person with hearing loss, like what that might actually look like. Yeah, no, that was like, I don't know. That's uh, if you want to say something outside of what has aged the worst in this film, outside of it being really bad, that's <laughs> the portrayal of somebody that's hearing impaired in this film, like pretty bad. <laughs> like, right. It's just like, oh, it's like it's like how somebody that has no experience deal with somebody with like a hearing impairment or absolutely knows nothing about a hearing impairment besides that somebody might have a hearing aid. That's like the character that they would write. Um, <laughs> I, I like, agree. And in Car- Carlos, uh, Carlos's like death scene, like the the pins dropping. <laughs> yeah. Like, remember that? Like, I don't know. The, the like the all the pins dropping are supposed to like be so sonically powerful that they'll kill him. 
I don't know. Because I think it was like an old like AT&T like, like uh, uh, marketing line. I was like quiet enough to hear a pin drop or maybe it was Sprint or some shit like that. Maybe it was like after this time, but that's what it made me think of. I don't know. Really bad. And then the uh, claws on the chalkboard. Yeah. Again, like it's like a bad dad joke. It, it is. How should we how should we kill the hearing impaired guy? How about nails on a chalkboard? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Perfect. Yeah. It's like everything that sounded terrifying like when you're a child in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just so bad. Oh, that's so good. Well, yeah, while we're on Carlos, I love everything you just said, by the way, because I could not have agreed more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he, the only the only line that I actually laughed in this movie is when Carlos is in the back of the van and the map just keeps growing and 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 it says you're fucked. And then it doesn't he repeat that Doesn't he say, well, the map says we're fucked. You know, that was the only line I laughed when he, he says it back. to What's the map say? Well, the map says we're fucked. Says we're fucked. <laughs> Oh, that was the only mm-hmm. bit of genuine laughter from me in the movie. Um, back to your cameo, though. You know who we forgot was it, because the movie was so bad at this point. I checked out was Alice Cooper. Oh, re- remind me. He plays Freddie's dad in the flashback who's hitting him with the belt, which. Oh, I yeah. Def- wow. I had I had to Google right now because I saw him in your list as in the credits. And I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. And I was like, I can't believe I missed that. I missed that too. I I did see that he was in the credits, and I didn't even bother to uh, look that up. But have we beat this dead horse? Um, almost. Let's see. Okay. I had a few couple notes here. A couple more um, lashings. Yeah, they changed Freddy's motive for the whole franchise. We talked about that. Let's see. Um, oh, Freddy literally gets kicked in the nuts in this movie. I don't know what to make of that. I just felt oh. the need to point that out. That happened. Let's see. Oh, yeah. What is with the house in the sky? I have no further meditation on that. They just seem to like really keep revisiting that with Johnny. You know how his house was falling from the sky. I I figured that too was, oh, how do we get the house in the sky to do a Wizard of Oz Freddy sequence? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only reason why (laughs) it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. And the sad thing is you're probably right, which is making me even more mad. <laughs> that is exactly why that's in there. Yeah, I wish I wish I had more to say, but I really don't. This was um not not a fun movie. I will I, I'm glad we watched it so we can, you know, cross it off the list. I can say I've watched almost all the Nightmare Film franchise. I never have to see this movie again and I probably won't. I agree. Would you give it on your letterbox? I haven't graded it yet, but I'm trying to decide whether or not to give it half of a star or one star. Oh, I'll probably wow. give it half a star. Half a which star, is, even. Which is worse than the remake, I'm ashamed to say. So. Wow. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I maybe gave it too many stars. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a two out of five. Oh, okay. Okay. But so. Um, was there stuff in here that you like though? Because there's usually a couple things I like from my two star movies. Yeah, you, the credits. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, the only I don't know. It's 
it's a great example of a bad movie. I don't want to do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to go back and give it at least one star. Because what? No, actually, you want to just. This is just some of my thinking. Is like, I know it's like it's crap on a crap cracker, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you if you've gotten through the first five, like we have. Right. Because we know if if you're new to the the Nightmare on Elm Streets franchise, like you're not going to jump in on four. Right. You know, yeah. you're not going to jump in at three. You're going to start from the beginning. So if, if you made it to five. Right. You might as well, you know. Take a dip, put your toes, you know, like dive right <laughs> in, like, you know, complete the complete the franchise. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I don't ever need to see this movie ever again. <laughs> Me it's either. not a movie that even if it's on TV, it will uh, make me um, turn the channel very quickly. I don't even think anyone would play this movie <laughs> just <laughs> randomly on TV. So and uh, yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad that I would say that The Departed is better than this movie. Whoa. And you do not like that movie. So for those like... of you who don't know, that's really <laughs> saying something. Chad hates The Departed. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I'd pull that out of my pocket. Nice. Cool. One more thing about this movie before we go. Yes. Um, I did see the movie tagline on the movie poster, and you're going to love this. It says, they saved the best for last. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You can can call a polished turd whatever you want, but that's freaking hilarious. Yeah, you can. What's, how's it go? Uh, you can, you can, uh, you can. Is it you can polish a turd, but you can't shine a fart or some shit? That's what it should be. That's or, awesome. Uh, or you think you're uh, hot shit on a silver platter, but you're nothing but a cold turd on a paper plate. <laughs> that could be the tagline. Oh, that is great. before we go i want to thank you for downloading this episode of movie time machine remember new episodes drop on fridays and please send your questions comments and feedback to movie time machine pod at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at movie machine pod thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye bye